0: hi this is andy of andy's personal development and we are currently live so welcome and welcome and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform remember we are on apple spotify google amazon and itunes Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat, and stay tuned for the introduction. Right here, now, live in the Breakout Room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned. Introducing Raj Subramaya. He is an international keynote speaker, an author, and a tech career strategist. He says, I have helped numerous other people discover their zone of genius, find their dream job, launch their businesses, and become successful leaders. This is the man of the moment. His book. I rocket your career is the 2021 silver medal winner here is his publication and this is his award he also says I have spent the past eight out of my 15 years in tech helping others understand that people are not born as toxic leaders but that our environments shape who we are so, you're looking for motivation three things and you're looking to discover yourself by competing with you let's introduce and welcome our guests for today the man of the moment Raj Subramayar indeed indeed and we are very pleased and happy to welcome our special guests on this Live episode of the Breakout Room on Andy's personal development, the Love Bits A channel, Raj Subramanya. Raj, how are you doing, sir?
1: I am doing good, and I should say I love the intro and I love the music. <laughs> you need to send me the soundtrack. Is that you, the Caribbean oh, music? <laughs> like no,
0: early. no, it's from the East, man. It is. Oh, I see. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. Eastern
0: the- Oriental. I'll I'll send that for you. Definitely, that's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show, Raj. Um, When I was thinking about the introduction, I thought about something that would be sort of akin to, you know, your past. And that's why I look back in the East to see what I can come up with. So that's how we got there. (laughs) So basically what we want to do is share some of the most fascinating moments of your life because there are a whole lot of things that I see there that are very inspirational and full of value to people Who need that kind of inspiration in life today? So I want to begin by asking you, can you recall any of your childhood memories growing up? If there's one or two that stands out that you can remember, what would it be, Raj?
1: I think that's a great starting point because uh, (laughs) the things which happened in my childhood shaped me the way I am today. Right. So I grew up in the southern part of India, and, uh-huh. uh, from a place called Chennai, which is one of the five major cities.
0: Chennai Super Kings, right? Exactly, yeah. Chennai Super
1: <laughs> Kings, yeah. So,
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah. Cricket is uh, not a sport, but a religion in India. Yes. But, so I, my dad was uh, super smart. Since he was born, he studied in scholarship. And then my brother is a genius. My older brother, uh, he's five years older to me. Okay. He has a master's and a PhD. And there was the average kid who who didn't do well in anything. You name it: sports, dating, academics. I was average in everything. So I constantly kept comparing myself with other people, and I wanted to live up to their expectations. But yeah. every time I tried to do that, I couldn't uh, hmm. live up to their expectations because I realized it's really hard to do that. And these constant experiences made me feel like an outcast. Uh, I became a shy introverted kid. I was super reserved. And this kind of continued throughout my childhood uh, until the age of 19. And then I had a trigger event. Yeah, I still remember the moment vividly. And this one pretty much changed my life. So I was in my study room. And all of a sudden, my chest Uh started hurting. And the pain was increasing minute by minute. Wow! I could feel the tears coming out of my eyes. And then for two hours, I was just crying profusely Mm -hmm. because all these feelings of being suppressed, being questioned for doing things differently, being judged by other people around me, all these Mm -hmm. feelings which had bottled Mm -hmm. up inside me, Mm -hmm. it just blew up. And I started thinking about why do I feel this way? Because I came to a realization that all this while I was living a life based on other people's opinions. I was letting other people's opinions be my reality. Mm -hmm. That's when I decided, you know what? Screw society, screw people. I know that I have my own skills and talents. I'm gonna figure out what that purpose is, what my passion is, and I'm gonna carve my own identity. I literally took a paper and pen wrote down all my fears, and then at, a, at the age of 19, whatever I thought were the strategies to overcome those fears, I put that on the side of all those fears, yeah. and the rest is history. For the past 20 years, I've been on the journey to conquer my fears, um, face them head on, and try to figure out different opportunities in life. And that was the trigger event which I can never forget because it shaped the way I think, and it's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right now.
0: Okay, great. That was a really inspirational opening there, Raj. We thank you so much for sharing. I just want to share a couple of your quotes with you or quotations, uh, in part that is, because I find them so very um, amazing. You said, comparing myself to others saved my life. Could you just elaborate on that a bit for us, please?
1: I think that's a great topic to talk about because this is the thing. Currently, we live in this digital age. Yeah. And everyone compares themselves with other people. For example, they compare themselves with all these social media influencers on Instagram. Uh, they These social media influencers have millions of followers. They take pictures in front of their Ferrari, their big bungalow, the big mansion.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah.
1: We all want to be like that person, but we don't yeah. know the inside story, whether that person is $2 million in debt and That's right. he or she is trying to have this persona or it took them 20 years to get to where they are today. Right. Right? right. We don't know those things, but what we do is we try to compare ourselves with another person. And if you're not able to achieve that level of success, we label ourselves as failures. And what happens is as a byproduct of that, we get into depression, anxiety, stress, and there's a lot of suicide rates, especially with yeah, yeah. COVID.
0: Hmm.
1: For me personally, I used to compare myself with other people, right? And that's what I was talking about in my story. Yes. But the problem was, I view, I was looking at comparison through a different lens, just like other people from a negative standpoint. Yeah. I asked this question, what if, if I use comparison to fuel my growth. So say mm-hmm. for example, you want to become like this YouTube influencer, say there's this person named Smith, who's 1 billion viewers, subscribers in his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Say you want to become like that person, you're going to figure out, okay, what are the different things he is doing, which you're yes. not doing, yeah. and you're going to learn a lot of things. And say in three years, Instead of 1 billion subscribers, you have 10 million subscribers. You you, you cannot consider yourself as a failure because although you haven't reached 1 billion subscribers, just in reaching the 10 million subscribers, you've learned so much about you. You've learned how to do videos. You know how to do marketing. You know how to do communication. You know how to uh, uh, start speaking, right? So you have to think about the journey. So life is about the journey, not the destination, right? And so I gave a TED talk on this, Uh uh, how comparison saved my life, because if I hadn't had these different people who I was looking up to, to be like them, I would have Uh never reached this level of success, right? And the journey, which is going to help you learn different things, it's not the final result. For example, when I gave the TED talk, Mm -hmm. for one to two days, I was on a high, but then <laughs> you immediately think about what's next. That's how results yes. are. But the journey yes. of becoming the TED speaker made me who I am today because uh, it took me four years of learning to get to that level.
0: Okay. Interesting story, Raj. I just want to do a little bit of a timeline with you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start with 2009. You said that you applied for over 1,293 jobs in 2009 right. alone just to get one. How yeah. was that experience, man? And what were all these positions you were applying for?
1: That's also a great topic because uh, this brings me back to the point, which is um, not a lot of people realize what immigrants have to go through when they come to a foreign land. So right. I... I'm an Indian who uh-huh. came to the United States to do my master's to live this American dream. And right. I still remember this moment vividly. I came in on August 31st, 2008. And then on September 7th, 2008, the recession started. Oh. Lehman Brothers, which a lot of you young viewers or listeners may not know, it was one of the uh-huh. biggest financial firms in the world based in the US and it became bankrupt overnight. Right. And getting jobs were really hard. And especially for immigrants, because in the United States, and it's probably the same case even in other foreign countries where you need a work permit, That's sponsored right. by an employer yeah. so that you can work. But the yeah. problem was during the recession, no one had money and no one was ready to sponsor us.
0: So <laughs> wow.
1: I was left with two choices. Mm-hmm. One was to go back to where I came from. Uh, uh-huh. Half of my international students would come to come with me to do uh, to to join the master's program and then get their master's or the second option was do whatever it takes and try to get a job because i had student loans i had a lot of things uh which depended on me getting a job so that's why from the beginning of 2009 till the end of 2009 i applied for 1293 jobs because getting jobs were really hard but to be frank with you for the first 600 to 700 jobs i had no clue on what i was doing that was the bad part, but then then I started figuring out different patterns in terms of yeah, what people yeah. need, and yeah, I got four callbacks, and I converted one job out of it, and that too, it was not a full-time job, it was an internship, but then okay. I went ass off for six months to let people know I could do the job, and the rest is history, so this the moral of the story of how and why I did that was, one was I came here with a goal... And there was a huge obstacle, but I was ready to do whatever it takes. Second yeah. is the second thing is it's all depends upon how you shift your mindset from right. scarcity to abundance. Right. What, I mean, what I mean by that is if you feel that, you know what, I'm going to figure out a way, I'm going to figure out a way and doing the past to self-talk, yeah. you start acting like a person who can attract success. And that's okay. what I did. And the third thing finally was. Being consistent and do the work because a lot of people say I want this million dollars and stuff, but I'm ready to do the work and show up. For me, I showed up every single day, and that actually really helped. But I'm not letting, I'm not telling people that you have to apply for a thousand plus jobs. (laughs) That's right. Now I do what I do. Yes, you don't have to do that. There's a lot of strategies to do that. But the point is, it was all about that immigrant's mindset to do whatever it takes to
0: succeed in life great that sounds like a tremendous journey i like the fact that you have learned from the experiences the things that you have gone through and they have somehow created a better standard of life for you because of those lessons learned you said in 2011 you spent three thousand of your own money to go to a conference just so that you can face your fear of rejection and public speaking When you first decided to do public speaking and you realized that you had the level of confidence that was so low, you rejected the idea of people fearing you or rejecting you rather, or fearing that you would say the things that you didn't need to say, yeah? How was that feeling inside of you? And when did you realize eventually, you know what? I can overcome this. I can do better. I can respond to the thing that I believe I was prepared to do and will fulfill me the most. How was that experience like for you?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So coming back to my story, uh, when I had the trigger event at the age of 19, remember I said, I wrote down all my fears and Mm -hmm. one of the fears was fear of public speaking. And it haunted me till 2010 where Mm -hmm. even just, Talking to two people would feel that I'm going to, would feel like I'm going to get a nervous breakdown. I was that wow. type of, uh, I had that type of fear. Yeah. And in 2011, what happened was uh, I got this email saying, there's this huge software conference in Seattle, uh, in uh, Washington, you should come and join us. Usually... I'll just immediately click on delete and then move uh-huh. on with my life, right? <laughs> but this time around, which yeah, just yeah. looking at the email. It, it, right. it looked as if, uh, it felt as if the email was talking to me because here I was telling myself that I'm going to conquer my fears, but I was always uh, trying not to face this fear of speaking.
0: Oh. And I thought,
1: you know what? Once in two days, I always have this issue of speaking to people and it haunts me. And I really need to figure this shit out. So what I did was I said, you know what? I'm going to go to this conference. Uh, I had fear of being judged as well. But the point is in Seattle, Washington, no one would know me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to this conference. And my company was not ready to sponsor me. So Mm -hmm. I spent (laughs) $3,000 through my own credit card, my own money to go to the conference even though I didn't have that much money. Yeah. And that was one of the best decisions I made because this is what happened. So yes. I went to the conference, then started seeing all these speakers giving good talks and bad talks. And frankly, <laughs> seeing some bad speakers really gave me motivation because that's when I had this uh, eureka moment. Yes. Uh, thinking, what better way than actually becoming a speaker to get rid of my public speaking? Because right. like, not all speakers are perfect, and I could do this. So, yes. to cut kind a of long story short, what I did was I started networking with all of the speakers at the conferences, at the conference, and took notes of what they're doing, yeah. how they become became speakers, how they write proposals, how they come up the talks, etc. And then in two thousand twelve, I started speaking in small, small meetup groups. Yeah. Two thousand thirteen, after seven months and twenty three trial runs, right. I did the first Conference talk and was a huge hit. People started talking about this funny Indian dude who's super motivational and has great <laughs> content. You should check him out. And the rest is history. Fast forwarding to twenty twenty two, I'm I've spoken at hundred plus conferences, done twenty plus keynotes, I've done two TED talks. And the moral of the story here is there's a beauty in getting uncomfortable to become yeah. comfortable. So if okay. you really want to make a change you have to take this small small step towards the change and you can, you can and you can have a strategy to make the change anything is possible if you believe that you can make that change and that's how I overcame my fear of public speaking that's why it's funny whenever I give talks people yeah. come to me and say how come you're so articulate how come you know you're so uh, in flow and talking how can I become like you I tell them that it yeah it takes about fifteen to twenty years <laughs> of yeah. practice to become. Yeah. Yeah. Me. So that's the that's the whole story behind why how that decision actually really really changed my life.
0: Yeah, fantastic story, inspirational. Thanks for sharing. I want to ask you a question, Raj. Um, I'm very enlightened by the fact that you have so many nuggets. Um, you, you usually bring them in trees. But if you had to say something to people who were now currently in a similar position in terms of how they should approach the challenges that they face with regards to that that fear of public speaking and that fear of just being themselves, what advice would you give to them that you think would make a difference to them?
1: Yeah, that's another great question. So first thing first is start simple. Mm -hmm. And start small. So what I mean by that is take a paper and pen and write Uh down all the fears, which has been an obstacle for your growth. It could be fear of public speaking, fear of being judged, fear of failure, uh, you know, and then any fear which you're facing, list down all those fears and then figure out when do you get those fears, right? Start doing some, introspection in the okay. sense when you have the fears and once you realize, okay, what are the different triggers? Then, so first thing is identifying the fears. Second thing is then come up with a strategy. So prioritize which fear you want to tackle first. You cannot right. have 10 fears and then tackle everything at the same time. So you prioritize which one you want to tackle first. Yes. And once you pick the top three fears, then come up with a strategy. Okay, so fear of public speaking. So, how am I going to start getting rid of this fear, which I've had yeah. all of my life? Yeah. So, yeah. some of yeah. the strategies may include okay, uh, maybe I join a Toastmasters Academy mm-hmm. to become a better speaker, or start attending meetup groups and then uh, start sharing ideas there. Right. Or start doing LinkedIn lives or Instagram lives. Like one minute or TikTok videos to yeah. get rid of the fear, whatever that looks like for you. Uh-huh. Write down the strategies, then come up with a plan on how you're going to implement those strategies. Okay, I'm going to do one video a day, or I'm going to join Toastmasters and then go for one session per week. You have to get into that granular level. Yes. Start doing stuff. The problem is, people are in analysis and are in the analysis paralysis stage yeah. where they don't know what to do. That's the main reason for that is they don't visualize mm-hmm. what they exactly want to do. Once you break it down into what are the fears, what are my top three fears? What are the strategies to overcome those fears? What are the action plan which I'm gonna come up with to implement that strategy and execute yeah. them? That's when the real change happens. So that's that's what I did, and that's what I help my clients do as well. And that would be my advice for everyone listening or viewing.
0: All right, great. Uh, I just want to continue in that vein a little bit, Raj. You said that you help tech folks land their dream jobs and become successful leaders. Mm -hmm. The thing that I want to know is, is it just exclusively for tech people or is it something that's holistic? that you can, you know, share with people who are in other areas or in other industries but are struggling with their careers.
1: Yeah, so the two personas of people I help, one of them if the first one is uh I help mid to senior level folks who are uh, already in tech, who right. feel they're they can impact the world but they feel stuck in their mm-hmm. careers. They don't know what mm-hmm. their next plan is, what 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 to do next. Or yeah. They're already leaders. And they want to become effective leaders. So that's the that's about 70% of my clients. Right. Their second persona of people are people who want to get into the tech space and yeah. figure out what jobs they'll be good at.
0: Okay. People
1: will be surprised at how things you learn uh-huh. in a non-tech space can be applied to tech as well. And a living example is my own wife, right? She was in sales, right? And then once we started dating, I said, honey, you have a knack for uh you have a knack for learning stuff quickly, you have attention mm-hmm. to detail. You, you right. should try out you, getting into tech. To cut a long okay. story short, 10, uh, ten, eleven years down the line, she's an IT consultant. So what I'm trying to say here is
0: right, just right. because
1: you're non tech and don't know technical stuff doesn't mean you cannot get into tech. So the rest thirty percent of people are those kind of people I help out. So um, and the strategies we teach, it's not only really tech-specific. Even my book is not yeah. tech-specific. It's about how to f- face interviews, how to prep for them, how to be successful at your job, how to set yourself miles from the competition. And yeah, yeah. those strategies apply for non-tech and tech space as well. But in, but coming back to your question, so those are the people I work with in tech. And mainly engineering focus,
0: Yeah,
1: that's 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 the kind of people I help out.
0: Wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Raj. You're about halfway in the podcast on this episode, and we are talking about the successes and the struggles and the life of Raj Subramaya. I'm just going to ask him one more question before we go for an ad break, and it's concerning the book that he just alluded to. What was the inspiration, Raj, behind you writing that book, and how did you feel when it was successful enough for you to achieve an award?
1: Funny story is I never meant to write the book. The uh, <laughs> actual book was going to be my memoir about an immigrant in a foreign land. And I okay. wanted to write that book. But mm-hmm. then COVID hit. Yeah. And what happened was a lot of people got laid off in tech. Yeah. Yeah. And in March, since March 2020, mm-hmm. uh, people started pinging me on LinkedIn saying, hey, I got laid off. Please help me. Please help me. Right. And started helping people Uh for free because I wanted to help them. And I ended up helping 35 to 40 people and a majority of them found some sort of success in getting Mm -hmm. new jobs or getting promoted, even when COVID hit. That's when I started realizing that, huh, seems like a lot of people are positively impacted by the strategies I teach. What Mm -hmm. if I could impact people in a a larger, uh, larger medium? That's yeah, when yeah. I realized, okay, probably I should write a book. And it was hard because at that time, I was taking care of my five-month-old kid, mm-hmm. nine to five, nine a.m. to five p.m. because I wow. had a regular nine to five job. Yeah. And I was taking a course. There's a lot of stuff. But then there's never never a right time to start anything because the right right, time is right now. Yes. And that's how it is with life. So I said, you know what? I'm going to write every evening from 8.30 to 10 p.m. And I finished writing the book in 30, 34 days. And uh, uh, and then it took me November to release it because people didn't tell me that writing is one thing, but then editing, proofreading, getting all that stuff. That is a process. It's whole, a process. It's a process.
0: Stuff, yeah.
1: monster. But the yeah. point was, uh, that was the idea behind the book. It was just to help people uh, in their careers. And uh, I wanted to give a wholesome book which covers it, all aspects of your job from starting to figure out what your ideal career options are. Yeah. Then how yeah. do you prepare for interviews? How do you ace those interviews? How do you negotiate your salary? Once you get your job, how do you be successful in it? And once you're successful in, in your job, how do you set yourself minds apart from your competition? So I covered right. the job life cycle and it's only 99 pages, right? Okay. So I'll give okay. you actual strategies to do that. But that's pretty much the book and the story behind why I wrote it as well.
0: Wow. Such inspiration. Thanks for sharing, Raj. So we are live here in the breakout room on Andy's personal development. And we're going to go for a quick break and come back with more inspirational nuggets and value from the man Raj, Submariner. So stand by folks. Okay, we are live back in the breakout room with Raj Subramaya, our special guest on this episode, and we are talking about his life, his struggles, his inspiration, and the values that he would have learned along the way as he has achieved such levels and measures of success. Raj, continue with our conversation. Could you tell us what kind of impact that your success and your life lessons have had on the people that are close to you, those that are familiar with you? What are some of the things that they see in your life that they are truly impressed about?
1: So I believe a lot of people view me as a normal person, Mm -hmm. got through so many struggles.
0: Okay. The problem
1: with a lot of influencers and a lot of coaches or a lot of business people or leaders you see in media is they always talk about their success stories. No one talks about the failures and the struggles.
0: Yes. And I think
1: that's what makes me different because I openly share all my struggles, how I struggle with anxiety, stress, depression. How do I manage it with fitness? How do I manage my life? How do I, what are the struggles I go through? And all those things, like it's real to people because then they find me uh, as a real person going through similar kind of problems as them. And that's what makes people come to me because I show them I'm human. I'm not perfect, but I try different things to get to where I want to be. And that inspires people because if you notice, a lot of people have similar kind of struggles. Like they are anxious. They feel... Uh, not fulfilled in their careers or personal yeah. life. They feel that, um, that yeah, it's really hard for them to change. And I've gone through the, the exact same experiences. So yeah. yeah, people find that quality of mind, the openness and transparency
0: yeah. uh,
1: really good. And that is one of the reasons people come to me. And that's how I build trust, credibility, by being vulnerable. And uh, showing vulnerability is something people need to think about because that's when you can establish trust and credibility, and that's when you can show people that you've gone through, you've gone through similar kind of journeys that th- those folks are going through, and you're there to help. And that's when you, you can attract people, and then uh, also be of service to them. So I think transparency, openness, is uh, two big key things which people feel that um uh, uh, i'm good at and also i have this knack of motivating people because i was an underdog throughout my life when i say underdog i was a person who no one believed could make it uh, i was the person who people ignored constantly i was the person who people thought you know what he's never going to be successful in life but then Uh, I became this person, right? So if I, an average person, can make a change, then anyone else in the world can do it. And that's why I help the underdogs mainly to believe in themselves and give them the strategies to make that positive change in their personal lives and careers as well. Important thing which Andy brought up, uh, uh, which made me think about this is the power of delayed gratification. As I was saying, we live in this digital age, digital age where we always want results immediately. We, we try something that immediately we want to have results. Say, for example, you go to the gym, then immediately within a week, you want a six pack app, right? This just a random example. But the point is no one believes in Being consistent and actually doing the work because that's what separates people who want to be legends. That's what separates people who want to be legends to people who actually become legends, right? So that's why you really need to believe in the power of delayed gratification, where you do the work, be consistent, and that's when you can see results. So, another thing to think about is how do you want to build your personal brand? Because your personal brand is the single most important thing which can really help you grow. So when I talk about personal brand, let's just dump it down a little bit, right? Say for example, you're f- buying your favorite, favorite brand of body wash. It's not just because of the color, it's not just because of the fragrance, it's not just because of the durability, it's not just because of the pricing, it's not just because of the shape of the bottle, but it's about all these facets at the body wash, which is making you go to it again and again. And our personal brand is the exact same, way It's not just because you have a degree. It's not just because you're a speaker. It's not just because you're a writer, but it's up and it's not just because of a body experience, but it's about all these things which are bottled up into one package, which helps to build your personal brand. And I think that's the single most important thing which is really going to help you stand out from the crowd. So if you ask me if there was one advice uh, you wanted to take away from this entire conversation, it would be that building your personal brand, start taking extra courses so that you can uh, retool your skill set, learn new things, start attending conferences, meetup groups so that you can start building your network, then use LinkedIn, Uh, be active on LinkedIn, start posting, start sharing resources, start commenting on other people's posts, start connecting with people on LinkedIn, right? And also make sure your LinkedIn profile is updated, especially if you're in the tech space. LinkedIn is where all the tech folks hang out because every word you put on LinkedIn It's rich SEO information and it's indexed by Google. When I say SEO, it's search engine optimization information. Because this is the thing, folks, when recruiters look for people, what they do is they put in these keywords in in their AI-based software, which they use to screen candidates. And when, say for example, you're looking for software, excuse me, you're looking for a software developer job, say for example, They may put keywords like programming, collaboration, communication, then some name of programming languages. And what the software does is it starts combing through your LinkedIn profile. And if you have those keywords, then you are going to show up in their results, right? And so that's what you really need to do. Because when you have those keywords, you are going to show up in the Uh, search results and that's the way you get noticed and that's how you start building your personal brand as well so i i think andy joined back so andy while you were joining i talked about personal branding then i talked about mindset i talked about power of delayed gratification but it's good that you joined back as well
0: (laughs) yeah i hope the ISP people behave themselves. Sorry about that interruption, folks. But we're going to do our editing, and I know that Raj has kept the the faith going and the spirits alive with his um, innovation and the topics that you would have shared. I'm sure they would have been inspiring. Thank you so much, Raj.
1: Sure, no worries.
0: High fives. Uh,
1: things happen, man. We, we live in the COVID <laughs> era, okay? <laughs> Tech issues always happen, so you just yeah. have to deal with it them. Yeah. And yeah. I'm here for a reason to offer value. So I even see if that. you weren't there, I just kept going.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Sounds good. Listen, this one is, is probably a little bit surprising, but um, I'm going to ask it anyway. I think I know the answer. The question is, are you satisfied with the progress that you have made in life? And if not, are there other areas, boundaries that you think you need to overcome and probably new worlds that you need to discover?
1: Oh, hundred percent. I still have a lot of things I want to do in life. So for example, yes, I did a couple of TED talks, but I still want to influence and impact people on a larger scale. I want to be, uh, I want to talk in an arena filled with 10,000 people and I yes. want to motivate and inspire them. And that right. still hasn't happened. And still it's a journey and uh-huh. I have to do a lot of things. That is something I want to do. Uh, and I'm, trying to put an effort to get there it's a pretty competitive space and uh yeah it's just about doing that another thing i want to do is uh have an audiobook version of my paperback and ebook yeah. Version of my book yeah which is uh a lot of people have been asking me for it because we live in this uh, age where you know people don't have time to read books and they listen to like podcasts and listening mm-hmm. to audio.
0: Yeah, so I have yeah. to do
1: audio book. And then I'm working on my online course, as yeah. speak, and it's going to be launched uh, pretty soon. So yeah, that,
0: okay. am still
1: constantly thinking about how to make an impact, how to make an impact. Because my mission in life is to help people have positive personal life and career transformations. And I'm constantly thinking about what are the different ways to do that. Yes. And things I just mentioned are some of the different next steps for me to impact the world in a bigger way. And, uh-huh. and life is like that. That's what I'm telling you, right? It's all yeah. about the journey. You can get the results and then you enjoy it for two days. And then you think about, okay, what's next? What's next? And that's the fun part of life, which is you get to think about, okay, what do you want to do next? And you think about your new journey. And, uh, you know, what your goals are. And that's what keeps me motivated and keeps me going.
0: Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing. Sounds wonderful. Thank Raj, you. Raj, what is, what is your ideal or ultimate version of the world? I, I know that things are a bit really probably uninspirational right now with so much happening, the COVID, the war in Ukraine, the... Right. Uh, the many areas of life where we see people are struggling with food, lack of education, lack of uh, equality in terms of drug, um, jobs, sorry, and even uh, in terms of uh, gender equality, racial disharmony. But what is your ideal picture, your ideal version of vision of the world? If you had the opportunity to paint a picture, what would it be for you?
1: I foresee a future where people treat other people as humans, mm-hmm. of objects instead of something different. And yeah. it's about sharing and caring, where if there's a person in need, you should think twice in helping that person. And if everyone starts thinking like that, irrespective of their race, sex, culture, religion, I think the world will be a really better place. There's always going to be problems. Now we had COVID. Before that, we had recession. Before that, we had SARS virus. Yeah, yeah. The, life is a bitch and you <laughs> cannot help it. But
0: yeah,
1: irrespective of what happens, you can uh, view the world from uh, from a caring and sharing standpoint and then uh, help people around you. Because how much money is enough money, right? Yes, I yes. believe if everyone's, everyone thinks about and helping people, if they're in that mindset, you know, they're going to attract more things towards them. There's this amazing book by Adam Grant. Adam uh-huh. Grant, he's, a, uh, he's an organizational psychologist. It's right. a give and take. And he, by research, through research and studies, he talks about how people have given a lot have actually got back more from my yes. monetary standpoint, yes. from yes. a life fulfillment standpoint. Yes. So I foresee a future where people be uh, do acts of service and try to help each other out instead of uh, uh, thinking that they should, you know... Uh, be ahead of other people because in respect of what you do, there's always going to be people above you and people below you in terms yeah, of yeah. whatever factors you want to consider. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully if you have that mindset, a lot of problems could be solved. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's an ongoing process and, uh, to get the mindset shift is really hard and, uh, people like you and me should keep talking about it and then educating people and then helping people shift their world view and that's how positive change starts
0: yeah sounds good it, it sounds as if we have our work cut out ahead of us <laughs> 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 it's gonna be challenging but i hear you i like it i'm gonna play something for you and i i want to see your reaction and i want to hear your response because um it inspired me a lot personally so here we go
1: as many of you know i uh do different experimentations with my mind and body in the past five, six years. That's what I've been doing because I want to show who's boss from time to time because your body gets used to a certain kind of thing and then it starts taking control of you. But you need to shock the body and reverse that process and let your mind and body know who's in control. So that's why I'm going to do a five day fast where I'm going to drink only water. In fact, I'm not even going to have coffee (laughs) the first time in 20 years for the next five days. So let's see how it goes. I'm doing this mainly to get more mental focus, clarity and optimize my body function apart from just the medical benefits. So I'll update everyone how things go. And this is the reason why I do things because you had to be motivated. I know I don't know how I'm going to achieve it, but I will achieve it. Stay inspired. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I should I should give it to you, Andy. You do a lot of research on your guests, so that's awesome. Yeah.
0: We need to, man. We need to. We gotta highlight the things that really motivate you guys and bring you to the point where you inspire people to transform. What was the whole idea behind that, though? Because I found it so inspiring.
1: I I think uh, at least for me, experimentation is the key. Yeah, and uh, we we constantly get used to something and then we start letting it define who we are. It could be what, whatever it could be. It could be your food habits. Mm-hmm. It could be your drinking habits. Mm-hmm. It could mm-hmm. be the way you do your work, whatever that may be. But when once you get used to something, then your mind gets used to it and then you feel stuck. So that's why yeah. you have to shock your system by mm-hmm. doing experimentations. And when you do experimentations, then you let your, as I was saying in the video, you let your mind know who's who's boss because you should be the boss of your mind. The mind should be your slave and yeah. that's what it should be. And also when you do experiment experimentation, you discover a lot about yourself from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint. So some of the experiments, apart from the five-day fasting, and then I'll talk about the five-day fasting quickly. Uh, yeah. I've done um, 75 days of no alcohol and no sweets. And <laughs> I've done hundred pushups uh, every day for two months, okay. and then in six months I lost fifty pounds in mm. two thousand sixteen. And then for four months I read uh, thirty books and listened to one hundred fifty podcasts, and I didn't do anything else. So okay. I constantly keep experiment experimenting because that's what helps me learn new things. So coming back to the fasting, yeah, one thing you don't want to do with me is. Uh, challenge me to do something and say, you cannot do it because I <laughs> will figure out a way to do it. So one of my friends right. told me, uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine, he said he, he does this five day fasting, usually at the beginning of the year, uh, right. starting January. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, you know, he cleanses his system and then wants to yeah. start from scratch. So he told okay. me, I'm going to do a five day fasting, but I don't know whether you'll be able to handle it. So by mistake, <laughs> he said that sentence and then you don't want to say that to me. So I said, huh, why? Why don't you think I can handle it? Because you never tried mm. it before. It's hard. You know what? Uh, Let's do this. I did. Yes. This, I decided this on a Saturday, and then uh-huh. on Monday I started my five-day fast, and I completed it successfully.
0: Yeah, and, congrats, uh, congrats. And,
1: and I, I, and uh, I did a lot of research on how to do it properly. And uh, a lot of people s- say that you just you get this uh, awakening, and yes, yeah, uh, you know your life changes and stuff for me personally. Yeah. I didn't have any mental uh, awakening or something like that, but it made me appreciate food. It made me appreciate what goes in my body and it made me more mindful. And then (laughs) we have been, I told my friend, you know what? We're going to pair up. We're going to do a one day fast every month and every quarter we're going to do a five-day fast. So in two weeks, actually, I'm going to do another five-day fast. Okay, and great. From
0: that. great. Yes. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Raj. And there you have it, folks, our enlightening and valuable conversation of Inspirational Nuggets with Raj Subramaya. Raj, we're now going to give you the opportunity to share your social handles, tell people how they can get your book, how they can make contact with you so that you can speak inspiration and transformation into their lives and help them with their careers and the many other challenges that they may face. So I'm going to move myself out of the way and give you this minute to promote.
1: So there are three things, uh, you can do for me to support me. One thing is if you want to know how I impact people, what I do for a living, and why I do what I do, then go to my website, which is rajsubra.com, R-A-J-S-U-B-R-A.com. There you'll find all information about me, my story, and what I do. And my book can be found at skyrocketyourcareerbook.com. And there you can download the first chapter for free because I know that feeling where a person hypes his book and then when you buy the book, then you know it's a waste of time. So to prevent that from happening for all of you, you can download the first chapter for free, and you can decide whether you want to buy the book or not. And also, you have a lot of free resources on my book website, and and uh, it'll really help to have positive personal life and career transformations. And finally, if you want to connect with me, I pretty much live on LinkedIn. So make sure you follow me because. I post inspirational content every single day on LinkedIn. And uh, I love meeting new people, getting to know their stories. So make sure you connect with me and uh, yeah, let's let's discuss, let's talk and let's uh, become friends and grow our network. So that's pretty much about me.
0: All right, thank you for sharing, Raj. That was very good. And uh, we thank you for being our guests on the program. As we wrap up this episode of Andy's personal development in the breakout room live from the lovebits A channel. We hope that you would continue to proceed to get to the place where you can achieve health happiness and prosperity in this life don't give up on the dream keep on dreaming keep on believing but remember it's a process you gotta put in the work you gotta put in the time and do whatever is necessary to take you from one stage to the next so that success eventually becomes a reality thanks again for your support and your continued commitment to the show and to Raj for Green to come on and to share such valuable stuff with us until next time this is Andy singing so long godspeed shalom namaste take care now bye for now until next time